Welcome to Food and Loathing, your weekly chance to hobnob with culinary superstars as long as you're willing to listen to a schmuck like me in the process. That schmuck, by the way, is your host, Al Mancini. And I'm coming to you this week from one of my favorite rooms in Las Vegas, the recently reopened Vetri Cucina, high atop the palms. And yes, it is atop the palms. It's a floor above the ghost bar, way up top. Yeah. I'm joined in the co-host chair this week by Chef Rick Moonen, and our pal Rich Johnson is engineering the whole thing to make sure it sounds good. Is that the product? Sounds well? No, it sounds good. Not great, but good. Good, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, gentlemen, how are (laughs) you? Wonderful. Love this thing. You know, look, we we were here over the summer at uh, at the pool and, and all that, and I've I've been here a couple of times. But when I was looking around on the way up, something came to mind to all those people who say the buffet is dead. Mm-hmm. Come over here and look at the lines at this goddamn buffet. <laughs> the buffet crushes it. God, I, people love buffets. So. I took a photo this one. on their lobster night one night. I was here. I was I don't know what the yeah. fuck I was here for. I come here a lot. I like the palms. I like mm-hmm. it a lot. Um, but I. Noticed it. I don't know. Let's say it opened at six o'clock. I don't know what it is. Selena, what time does it open? You're in the back there. You know what time four, the buffet it? opens? Four o'clock. Opens at four? Yeah. Okay, so if it opens at four, it was like two in the afternoon, right? Oh, it was yeah. two hours yeah, yeah. beforehand. And there was a massive line for the Lobster Night Buffet. And I snapped a picture of it. <laughs> Scott Robin ended up grabbing it and reposting it and saying, like, yeah, buffets are not dead, man. No. The Palms knows that. Um, but of course, Vetri Cucina. Is yeah, a totally that's a whole other different no, situation. No, it's, it's, You're on top of the Empire State yeah, Building here. You see of all of Vegas. The view here, there's no, nothing that compares to it. Figuratively nothing. and literally elevated cuisine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful view. I gave him that slogan for real. Yeah. Well, you're just outside the forest, so you can really see the forest from this. You know what I mean? There's other views. There's other places. You know, you, you know in Mandalay, there's some great views. But yeah. you're in the middle of the forest. Right. Yeah, like the, the tea room at... Uh, um, Ritz Carlton, 34th floor, but you're right in the middle of Harmon and Las Vegas Boulevard. And that's a cool thing. It's like being, that's our version of Times Square. Exactly. Well, okay, let's this do this. Maybe we should do it on another episode, but let's start now. Best yeah. views, favorite views in Vegas. Because yeah. I love views. This man. is popped to the top. But this is definitely at the top. Circa, I love. Um, Legacy, yeah. Legacy Room at Circa yep, yep, yep. is a really, really cool that view. strip clubs? Just um, no, 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 no. We're no. talking about views of the city. Oh, gotcha. Not up close and personal views. Oh, that's completely different. Never I mind. have not been to the thing at uh, Resorts World. Oh, uh, I love Ali at um, Ali on 66 or whatever they call I'm it. Familiar, it's I'm gorgeous. Big bar on the 66th floor. Got to come up there with me Gotta one check night. Check it out man. for it's sure. I'm, I'm all in. Don't threaten me with a good time. Um, <laughs> I love Foundation Room at Mandalay Bay. Yeah. And to a le- just a tiny, tiny degree lesser extent, um, Revea at yeah. Delano. Just around the corner. Pretty much the same view. But I, th- I honestly think Foundation Room is set up slightly better. Yeah. Um, Any place else? And, of course, um, you know, top of the world, spinning around. That's Strat. a nice view. Stratosphere. Not Strat. the, don't yes. call it the stratosphere anymore. It is the Strat. Strat. Anyway. Let's strat one on here and get this done. <laughs> we usually start this show by talking about where we have recently eaten. I don't have a lot to say. I've been out of town for the holidays and then returning with a stomach bug that left me yeah. eating about half a piece of fruit a day for the past three days. So I'm going to let um, Rick. Rick, start it off, brother. All right, let me see. Since we've last spoken, I've been to the bar, had the chicken at um, uh, Carver. Yeah, Ooh. went there after um, went and saw um, MJ, the show MJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 
where is that at? That's at the Tropicana, right? A good buddy of yeah, ours yeah, is yeah. one of the dancers in it. MJ we Live. had a blast. It was so much fun. You know, and then we're like, well, we're going to go to eat. So we went to eat at Carver Steak. And um, damn, it's good. I just, I just love going there. Well, they know me. It's one of those things, you know, it, it, it's, it's a safe haven. No, and the team there is completely top-notch. I mean, great, yeah. best sommeliers yeah. around, yeah, best Geddes. cocktail guy around, yeah. Francesco LaFranconi. Yep. Um, you know, one of the best chefs around. Daniel. He comes out and says hello every time I'm there. He's yeah. a sweetheart, just humble. Food's terrific. Yeah, and I mean, I don't want to in any way be not mention the people in the back rooms who make it happen, who are, you know, Sean Christie and that whole team. Right, but, right. you know, from a, from a real just artistic point of view they've got some of the best of the best at carver steak yeah i feel safe there you know Ooh, what else just no just i don't know i'm well known i'm taken care of you yeah know. do you oh, do where else you been? have you done their lobster and croup i've not okay i wanted to start doing i mean if i had a visual medium that i was working in i'd do various encroats because everybody's doing things mm. like that um but yeah you got to try their lobster and croup next and croup oh my yeah okay where else you been my friend well, it's, uh, I mean, it's been Thanksgiving, you know, so a lot of things have been happening around my house. So I haven't really been going out as much as, you know, I normally would. And sitting here in Vetri, I'm dying to make a reservation. I can't wait to talk to my wife about coming back here and having a great meal. Woo. So, cool. How about you, Rich? Shame to say, but I will be prideful <laughs> with my shame. After 79 episodes and all the talk we've had of it, I finally made it to Main Street Provisions. All right. The, yeah. night, after, the night after um, Thanksgiving, so it was like. 15 people in the place, sure, but sure. the next night got better. Uh, I missed uh, the Justin Kingley, Kingsley Hall menu, but Patrick Munster is definitely getting it done. I was at the bar alone. I had the fish of the day, which was uh, halibut, which is perfect for a Northwest guy like myself. Yeah. They do whatever fish they have in this uh, common uh, presentation of fennel, herb, cream, Swimming around in there as well with a mild, wild mushrooms, peas, marinated tomatoes. Oh, First thing up, though, they had crispy things. That's what it says on the menu. <laughs> I had those crispy oh, things. Oh, yeah. Shrimp, calamari, zucchini. I used to put them in the washing machine. <laughs> yeah. And pepperoncinis, a very spicy tomato sauce on the side for dipping. Yeah. Washed it all down with a double blast of Sonoma Coma, the Russian River Pinot. Best part of the evening, though, I got to hang and talk to uh, Kim Owens, a listener of this podcast, to be sure. A serious hospitality pro yeah, to yeah. be sure Kim knows hospitality yeah. and I gotta say you know Main Street Provisions one of those cases where the, when the chef leaves and he was such an integral part of the identity of the restaurant yeah. you know mm -hmm. the, there's always a part of you that's like and as much as you're rooting for the restaurant you're almost like oh, I don't want him to change it I don't want the yeah. new guy to do anything but Patrick Munster's a brilliant chef he came in he gave it his own spin his own personality right off the bat um, I know that he got new grills in as well yeah. and a new new stuff in and yeah just a, it's it's been a flawless handover right? I agree. to the fact that yeah. the identity has changed a bit but it's done it in a healthy way in the way i mean it's an evolution not a revolution yeah. there you, know? you go so uh previewing uh following up from last week i talked about my wagyu burgundy pot pies from feather blade i had a fired up a couple of them a couple of days ago uh -huh. i'm not sophisticated enough to get the burgundy influence but certainly that contributed to a deep rich sauce surrounding the bits of Wagyu. I'm always a little insecure about overcooking these things, and the temperature said 165 when I put the thermometer in there, but the crust on the bottom was still a little underdone. Uh. I, I think what I need to do is get the end 
take it out of the little aluminum thing, flip it over, and give it another five or ten. Yeah. So that part is up. You know, above. you could do also is just cook it right on the bottom of the oven, right? You know, directly because that's oh. the, that's hot. Yeah. So that's like cooking. It's Fry direct it. contact. It's yeah, not yeah. surrounding heat. Uh, by the time this drops, I'll be in Portland, Oregon for a nephew's uh, wedding. So it's all banquet food and leftovers at home. But I'll probably stop at Burgerville, the yeah. <laughs> Pacific Northwest-centric uh, fast food joint. You, you, you're on a roll there. You know, Good oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to raise an issue about <laughs> that shortly. <laughs> the B word or just the fast no, food No, just word? about eating. Continue where you are. All right. One other thing uh, with the holidays, and, and I am always, I confess this, a huge fan of Whole Foods. Yeah, it's expensive. Sometimes it's a bit out there. As much as anything owned by Jeff Bezos can be out there sure. anymore. Uh, but it's my food toy store. And, but I have, and I have noticed lately a massive increase in the number of things I would label as food toys. I, I actually took some pictures and wrote down what I saw in, in about 20 steps the other day. Nice. A collection of half a dozen types of vegan and or plant-based jerky. That's just wrong. Yeah. Uh, no. Keto, plant-based, gluten-free, sugar, alcohol, chocolate, protein bites. Now, that sounds like something I make up like processed American-style cheese food, but that was right off the label. That's funny. Yeah. Sugar, alcohol? Oh, yeah. That's what they... When they say no sugar, they actually put sugar, alcohol in there. Uh, Do they get you fucked up? No. Uh, okay. No, well, then there's no use for the word alcohol. <laughs> I know it. If I can't catch a buzz off it... Don't yeah. tell me there's alcohol in it. Organic cacao sweet nibs. If I could sterilize a wound with yeah, it, maybe yeah, yeah, that yeah, would be yeah, helpful. Yeah, yeah. Organic cacao sweet nibs, a plant-based superfood. Popped water lily seeds in four flavors. Himalayan pink salt, turmeric, garlic, vegan cheese, and chili. Ancient grain granola, because today's grain just ain't good enough. God it's got to be older. It's got to be older. <laughs> Oven-baked palm crisps, which I've actually bought I like before. I like those. Crisps, yeah, man. yeah, those are good. They're I get not the hard to ones. make. You know, that's, what, that's one of the things Salt Bay puts inside his rolled, um, his rolled carpaccio, which is yeah, one of my favorite dishes at yeah. the Salt Bay restaurant. Uh, spiced gingerbread popcorn, and not one, but three end caps. You know what the end cap is. It's the end of the aisle. Yeah. Uh, three different brands of sparkling water. Good old La Croix, which yeah. may be falling out of favor because it was on sale. Whole Foods on 365 <laughs> brand. something called Spindrift, which claims to be flavored with real squeezed fruit. And I just had visions of vans full of illegal Mexicans coming over to the squeeze factory. <laughs> yes. Sitting there all day huge being exploited. Huge forearms. <laughs> yeah. As Scott Yancey used to say on Flipping Vegas... It's out of control. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know, as you talk about the places you eat when you go home, right? I had yeah, mentioned yeah. before I went home that I was going to go out with my family and a lot of Palm Springs places that have become yeah. tradition for my family. And they're, I've always said these are kind of mediocre restaurants. Yeah. Some of them have a great vibe. Some of them are just Palm Springs institutions. But I'm starting to wonder how much bad food I'm willing to put up with for the sake of tradition because you do put up with things that are subpar sure. right yeah. and yeah. but man we've been going to this place for years Billy Reed's I, I told you about it last yeah, yeah. year and it's it's a beautiful space um, again Tiffany Lambs old antique 
you know, grandma's china on the wall, um, you know, statues of dragons, um, <laughs> you know, a wooden, you know, dark wood bar. Sounds just like something from Haight-Ashbury in the late 60s. So cheesy, I love it. It's I love cheese. very, very, I don't know. I mean, okay, imagine like a tacky Bavette, right? Like Bavette's yeah. is, is gloriously beautiful, very art deco, right? Now imagine if that was done, but done with a kind of grandma's, you know, <laughs> thrift shop design, right? Yeah. But I mean, we, I like it. I've always loved the vibe there, but every year I go back and back and I find harder and harder to find things on the menu that I can eat. Yeah. And, you know, you love the company. You love the memories yeah. that you have at these restaurants. <laughs> and, but, man, there's nothing. And so this time I'm like, oh, okay, I've done the fried chicken three years in a row. I've done the yeah. pot pie. It's okay. Like, let me try the chicken parm. Mm-hmm. My options were to have it over rice or egg noodles. Egg no noodles. pasta, nothing on the menu. There's not a fucking pasta on the menu in this place. <laughs> yeah. noodles. Egg noodles, everything. They had. There was one that was an egg noodle, like it was egg noodles and red sauce, and I think sausage and cheddar cheese. Oh yeah, like, cheddar. Yeah, like what the fuck? I don't know what they're thinking in this place, but man, the Party locals like there go yeah. there. The million-year-old, very rich oh, people yeah. is this love a German the menu? joint. What is this? Um, yeah. No, just a. Fucked up menu. They man. are partying and, like it's 1959. Man. I got no idea. I don't know. I mean, I, I will always go with my family because they always have a good time there. But um, I don't think I can eat there again. Yeah. And we went to another another joint that was more like a kind of Denny's ish kind of place that I think Uber you, Eats next time. Man. You would yeah. like it, Rich. It was um, it was sort of a high end Denny's. I forget coffee the, shop the name thing. of it. Yeah, coffee shop place. Had to wait in the line for about I don't know, man. Maybe like. Um, Maybe like an hour. No, yeah. probably not. Probably forty-five minutes to get to get it. But um, you get in there, and then all you're eating is like pancakes or yeah, waffles yeah. or eggs over easy or eggs over medium, as you would yes, like them. Thank and you I'm very just much. Like, for what what makes these places so great? And again, it becomes tradition. But I don't know, like. How much tradition are you willing to put up with yeah. when the food just doesn't come through? It, it depends. You know, like I go to the pepper mill every so often because yeah. it's just cool. If people come to town, I want to show them the pepper mill. At a certain time of day, you don't know what you're going to see in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, the, yeah. some of the working people of, uh, the, of Las Vegas are just getting off work and they're coming in there for some food. Mm-hmm. And it's great eye candy, but the food's not anything yeah. crazy I'd say the abs- Speaking it, what, of What's awesome yeah. on pepper mill menu? I, the only thing I've ever had at the Pepper Mill is bacon and eggs over medium with the monster <laughs> hash browns and all that, and I'm never disappointed. It's just fine. You, uh, there's a place in Portland, my go-to steakhouse for a zillion years. Been there since 1946, called the Ringside. And yeah, 30 years ago, it was living on its reputation. It was coasting. Its steaks were ordinary. Mm-hmm. And about 20 years ago, the family said, uh, we went too far. We got to put some money in it and they did they did a whole revamp they closed a place that was on the east side of portland in a country club that was a real phone it in throwaway right. concentrated on this beautiful little brick building you walk in it's dark as hell the the, the waiters are in tuxes the bar is a sunken bar so awesome. you have you know this size seat not a bar seat a regular yeah, yeah, size yeah. seat and we were there in june with a couple of friends and it was awesome and the Love steaks it. were as good as anything else in town yeah, well, hopefully when places let themselves go, that I think I think you got to take a year or two off from visiting them and hope <laughs> yeah, that they yeah, get yeah. the message yeah, once in a while. Yeah, so, yeah um, I've got that coming up. Jake's, which is the other great venerable place, which was owned by the folks who originally did. Um, it's a great Portland seafood chain that uh, went national and then went public and then contracted. Ooh. They're everywhere. 
They're on the, on the uh, Ghirardelli Square in San Francisco. They were here. Why can't I think of the name? Because it just came to me. I've only known it my whole goddamn life. I'm not talking about the, the not the market. No, 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 no. Anyway, okay. anyway, well, it. Uh, and I forgot I the know. name of the place before. I think I it was Sherman's was the breakfast. Place, I think it was owned by. I think it's owned by yeah, Landry's. Now. I've heard of Sherman's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. And also, just to catch up on other things, um, Selena on the other side of the room is texting me best views, the new Ocean Prime Las Vegas opening spring 2023 yeah. at Las Vegas Boulevard in Harmon. We'll have a great view of the Strip. Yeah. So let's get the plug in for Selena over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And with that, yeah. I will tell you that um, the news is coming up. But first, an interview with Chef Mark Vetri, our host for the day. This is Food and Loathing. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Here you are in Vegas, you're hungry, and the choices are endless. But do you really want to trust the crowd? You can trust Neon Feast. Restaurant recommendations from real food pros sharing where they send friends and family. All that knowledge is just a download away on the Neon Feast app. You want the strip, off strip, downtown, great views, great value? Find smart, informed restaurant recommendations on the Neon Feast app and neonfeast.com. And we are joined for this segment by the one and only, our host for the entire podcast, (laughs) one one of my favorite chefs in the world, um, in the the restaurant that, as I've said, is this is one of my happiest places on earth. I could be speaking only of Chef Mark Vetri. Anybody who listens to this podcast knows, Chef, that I have been praying for your return to the top of the palms oh, oh man. since you, um, you, since you they, and me both, <laughs> you and me both. Oh, I mean, from the time that I heard that this, this place was purchased, I just kept saying, oh my God, are they bringing Vetri back? Are they bringing Vetri back? Everybody here must have been so sick and tired of hearing that question oh, from me. Man. So, wow, sitting here across the table from you today is such an honor, such a thrill. Oh, Thanks for being here. You're really nice, man. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> we were we were hoping, man. We were like, okay, when are they gonna call us? Is it gonna happen? You had and to then, wait on them. Oh my god, yeah, yeah. Well, because they had to like they had to like handle like all all this other stuff, and then uh, you know they they initially you know they they were like, no, it's not. You know that's 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 a little actually high end for us, and we're like, okay. And then they were like, actually, I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe you can, like, make something, I mean, a little more, like, neighborhoody. And, you know, we were like, okay, we can, like, I don't know, <laughs> make a lower-end restaurant. We can do something fun. 
And then they were like, well, maybe we want this. Or, okay, guys, let us know which one. And then after like nine months of like discussions, they were like, actually, we just want battery. <laughs> <laughs> thank God. Well, thank God yeah. they came around. Well, you know, it was interesting because it's been it's been interesting to see this restaurant bounce back. This excuse me, this resort bounce back, not bounce back. This resort under new ownership and a new identity, and you knew that not everything was going to stay. Um, and the things that come back first are always the more casual restaurants. Obviously, always, there's always. always much more of a demand for that. Um, so I was looking around and I was like, okay, Michael Simon's back. That makes me feel good. But yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean that they're ready for vetri. No. Um, I think my first sign of hope was when I saw how amazing <clears throat> the, the food was still at Scotch 80 Prime. And that they were really going for that very high-end customer at Scotch 80 Prime. And I said, okay, if they can do that and if they feel that and if if this neighborhood and this town and the locals and the tourists alike are able to support Scotch 80 prime doing that level exactly. of elevated food, yeah. then no reason not to bring this back. So my fingers have been crossed until, exactly. yeah. until the day I got the news, man. Yeah. So, well, me, I mean, you know, also, I mean, this was like, you know, so I, so I, so I, so I actually had a lot of restaurants. I had like uh, seven or eight restaurants and then I actually sold them, mm-hmm. you know, to the, 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 uh, the, the Urban Outfitters guys, and then, then I actually left them. So I was kind of left with one restaurant, Vetri, and th- then this thing was offered. So I had, you know, so I was like, oh, cool, I'll do Vetri East Coast, Vetri West Coast, mm-hmm. and then so that's where where you know where I where I actually lived for like I mean a year and a half, and and then it all sort of like went away, and I was like, God, I just loved that, and and you know. Like I stuck my heart and my soul into this place. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks like the, you know the 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 the, the, the original Vetri. Um, you know, it was, it was it was. I mean, it was just everything. You know. So when we lost it, I was like, "Shit, this is this is awful." And then I w- and then we would kind of like, you know, we would yeah you know, we would like need things for the other for, for, for um, you know. Actually, for the other restaurants, we would so we'd kind of stop up here, and then I'd just look at it, and it was empty. And we'd like, you know, okay, we need, you know, some of this. We need some water glass. We need some chairs. We need this, and and you know, we would just walk around and look at look at the look at the fucking skyline, and just be yeah. like, God damn, is this going <laughs> to happen again? So, I mean, this is really meaningful to us, you know, to be able to like reopen it and just kind of. Uh, re- restart you know what what we actually started up here for those who aren't familiar with you um and they should be um you were i mean there was a time when i would go back to the philadelphia area where i was raised and you know people knew that i was writing about food and that i ate at some very nice restaurants and my cousins my aunts and uncles would always want to tell me about the mark vetri restaurant that they had eaten at right it was like oh man we went to a vetri restaurant you know a month and a half ago and it was a great thing that's always nice to hear it was like the bragging rights in philly i mean you owned that town you owned that scene for a while i I feel like owned it but uh you know listen we've been at it you know for a while we opened in uh, ni- 1998 next next year is my 20 20 uh, is you know my my, my my actual 25th anniversary yeah and uh 
That's a lot of fucking years. Sure is. <laughs> That's like and is that 25 of the flagship? The flagship, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, so I opened that. And, you know, I, when I interviewed you the first time, I did a lot of research on you, a lot of background, and I, I had learned that um, you're, the location of that flagship is actually an historic Las Vegas. Uh, excuse Finn. me, Philadelphia. Yeah, it was Lebec Finn. Yeah, so, yeah, so from 1969 to 1983, it was uh, Lebec. Then it was, you know, some other things. It was the two quails. It was Ciboulette. And then it was... Uh, I forgot Ciboulette. Chanterelle by Philippe Chin. Philippe Chin. And that's who I bought it from. Philippe Chin. Chin Chin. Who, you know Philippe Chin. I know oh, you know Philippe well. Chin. Because I think... We hung out with him one night. Oh, I think yeah. you, me, and him a long time ago. We won't go into I, that. I, no, I need a whole other podcast. <laughs> it's this a is trouble. Then. That's a different podcast, very <laughs> X-rated. But I, I cooked. We love those kitchen. stories. I, I cooked in Chanterelle one time. Yeah. I was a guest chef with okay. Philippe Chin at his restaurant. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and it is a gorgeous jewel box of a restaurant. Now, when I was growing up, you know, through the '80s, I guess, you know, my parents that Lebec Finn was just oh, Lebec. It, it was like you know yeah. when you watch a sitcom and they talk about going to the one fancy restaurant yep, in town. Yep, it's yep. always like Les Snob or something like that. And, yeah. But Lebec Finn was like the place. It was. It the, was the it, yeah. I mean, you know, he actually, you know, he actually, you know, was the the innovator, man. I mean, he. He was the papa. He was the original gangster for sure. He kind of started everything, yeah. But as as it stands today as Vetri, it is a gorgeous restaurant, and it's basically what a three story townhouse. Three story townhouse, yeah. And yeah. so people are seated on different floors. First of the and second now, yeah, yeah. 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 And, I mean, it's just absolutely gorgeous. I keep telling my parents that next time I'm down in Philly, when they're down in Philly, I'm taking them there. So, awesome, awesome. Um, oh, my I'll God, we would love, notice, to have you. You know? love to have you. Um, and then... Let's talk just a bit about the history of you coming here and also about the type of cuisine that Vetri Cucina serves. Because okay. I, it's always difficult me, for me to describe, and I'm a guy who gets paid to describe restaurants. Sure. It's, it's <laughs> tough um, because it's simultaneously elevated and rustic, mm -hmm. which is something that you don't find all that often. Um, it, it seems to have such a, a love of... of the, the kitchen of poverty, you know, the cucina povera, mm -hmm. as uh, Mario Batali once described sure. Italian food, but yet also raised to such such a, a exquisite level. It is northern Italian cuisine. Am I, correct? I mean, I think so. I think it's more northern. You know, I mean, I'm, that's actually where I, you know, I uh, um, so obviously, um, obviously, so I lived in Italy, and it was in the the, the northern area mostly. Um, you know, so that's where I sort of really sort of learned everything. Um, I was there for about two years all in. And, um, you know, so that's kind of like uh, the, the, you know, the, 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 the actual foundation of it. But I think now, you know, we, we go all over the place, you know. I don't think we're sort of limited by north or south or east or west or like Spain or France or Italy, you know. Yeah, I just kind of think about it as, you know, uh, the, this, the sensibility from Italy, you know, which is more or less use what's around you, you know. You know, I think, you know, when I opened back in 1998, you know, you got everything from Italy. You got, you know, this from Italy, you got the sausage from Italy, you got that, you know. 
and everyone was like, oh my God, that's from Italy, you know, that's so <laughs> cool. But now it's like, they want you to make everything, you know, and I want to make everything. So we like mill our, mill our own flour and we're like making our own things and, um, you know, we're like flock and stock with uh, with the 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 the, the, lo the the local farmers. You know, we have a ton of farmers around us. Um, you know, so it's basically just utilizing, I think, what's around you, and then just you know highlighting really what what you're able to like you know locate. You know, I I s sort of have this this this, this this uh this this you know sort of non uh, non written you know sort of sort of sort of law right you know so when line cooks are like you know the the guys are like hey chef i like um we're we're actually we're we're, ac we're you know we're actually sort of sort of working on this thing it's uh this 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 raw fish with this thing and this thing on it and this is logo you know so i look at it and i eat it and you know and uh my <laughs> My, my look is this. I always, I always, it like if, like, 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 like if I actually love it, I'm like, oh man, this is good. Maybe it needs this, maybe this. But if I think it has like too many things on it, you know, so, so I'm always like this. I go, mm. you know, <laughs> three. Up three fingers. Yeah. <laughs> three fingers here. And I'm like, what does this mean, chef? I'm like, <laughs> here's one flavor. You know, here's like something to enhance that flavor. And here's another thing maybe to help it out, but you're here, here, and here. You're in like <laughs> six things. Like you got to get rid of this, this, and this, and then it's a really good dish. But like, you know, sometimes this is good. Sometimes this is really good, but this is starting to get a little bit rough, you know? So it's using what's in your area. It's really highlighting it. And, you know, because, you know, we didn't like make the vegetables we didn't make the meat you know that's you know from the earth you know yeah. so you know right. we're just we're just basically here to make that stuff more awesome um i remember and actually my wife who's who loves your restaurant just as much as i do um she commented the first time we dined here that you know you, if you look at the menu it can be intimidating sometimes. You don't necessarily see dishes that that jump to mind. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I know that dish. I've had yeah. it a thousand times. I'm gonna I'm gonna love it. Um, but yet, most of the dishes, most people are gonna love, right? And that that's strange when it can be intimidated intimidating to read it on a menu, but yet very comforting and homey when you actually eat it and not yeah. you know highfalutin and 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 frightening when you yeah. when you dine there and i think you know having a great staff that's able to walk you through the menu is really important which you've always had here sure um but could, w <coughs> the dishes i mean am i correct in that these are not dishes that you see on menus in other italian restaurants generally speaking at least not here in las vegas i mean some are i think some of the you know we have obviously some noodles with with like a you know some 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 kind some some kind of meat ragu mm -hmm. um there is those on other menus you know there's some some there's some 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 i mean i, I mean i think now like the 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 the, the vegas area has like some really Really, 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 really awesome restaurants. Um, mm -hmm. You know, doing like some mm -hmm. really good food from Italy. Um, you know, whereas maybe you know, 15 years ago, maybe, maybe not so much. You know, right. um, 
but yeah, I mean, some of the stuff I think is uh, very uniquely us, you know. Um, and then some of the stuff is, you know, you might you might find, you know, something similar, like 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 at another restaurant, but maybe not. And then some of it's just really fun, like um, what foie gras pastrami. Foie gras pastrami <laughs> is really fun. That's not very that's not very Italy, but <laughs> but it, it's been on my menu for 24 years, so you know, yeah, it's kind of we have to have. It. There's like certain things, like you know, sweet the the onion, you know, the 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 um the 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 onion crepe, you know, that's kind of something that is my my actual version of like French onion soup, you know, which which you know I'm always going to order that whenever I'm at a restaurant who serves that because it's kind of like. How do you not eat a bowl of that, right? <laughs> it's like the greatest thing ever, you know? So I, you know, sort of made m- my version of it, right? Um, and it just works and it's always worked. And that's, that's, that's another item that, you know, was on my menu since I opened. And um, it has to be on every menu, you know, it, you know because otherwise, every, cause, because, because everybody sort of knows about it and everyone knows, oh my God, if you're gonna go to Vetri, you got to get the sweet onion cream. They're already thinking about it on the yeah. way in. Yeah. You know? so, so, yeah. You know, yeah. You got to play the hits. You got to play the hits. And yeah. I can remember <laughs> the first time I had it, which was when you were doing your preview dinners oh, over yeah. at Asteria. Yeah. Theater, which, uh, which was at the time was uh, under a totally a, different name. Masso. Which is Masso. Yeah. Scott, yeah. Um, yeah. But I remember. Which is crazy that we're there now. That you're it? now in that space I where know. you did your first preview dinners. Yeah. And it is now your space. I know. Yeah. There. The, what got you to Las Vegas originally? I remember you telling me the story, but I don't remember all the details. So maybe you refresh my memory. But it was something about the Fertitta brothers being in Atlantic City and speaking to somebody about wanting to do Italian, and they sent yeah. them down yeah. to Michael Philadelphia. Simon. Michael, Michael Simon. Yeah. So he right. he he had already signed up here, um, and they were asking him. You know, they they wanted actually him to, to you know to handle this because they ate at I think. Uh, his, his his Atlantic City restaurant, um, Angelina, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, really awesome restaurant. But he said to them, he was like, "I'm not, I'm not going to do food from Italy. You want to get Mark Vetri to do that." So um, he sent in, you know, you know, one of the guys, you know, to eat. They, were, I think that they, 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 they were in Atlantic City, not, not like. Not like uh, you know the big guys, just mm-hmm. like um, a team that was out. Yeah, you know, so they were them. out there, and uh, they were like, "Hey, man, we we want to stop at Vetri." So they ate there, and they like loved it, and they they went, they they actually, you know, they're they're, they're back in Vegas, and they're like Renzo and Frank. Um, we we found the spot for you, man. You got to go to Vetri. It's in Philly, and Lorenzo was like. Vetri in Philly, like I'm eating there next week, like <laughs> randomly, because his son went to Villanova, oh, wow. and it was his last year, and they were having uh, their the, the, the celebration there. It's my father's yeah. alma mater, Villanova. I said, okay, <laughs> yes. So, um, n- yeah, it was Villanova, or yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. So anyway, so they had already booked. They at they that had, point, his his like, son had actually booked there. <laughs> they, yeah, well. they didn't. They were like, yeah, we'll go. Um, <laughs> Oops, lights went out. Lights went out. That's, That's all right. Okay. It's still, still <laughs> very romantic. Um, yeah. Ooh, the mood has uh, changed. It's such in a here. good mood. So yeah. So they were like, we already have a reservation. So it's kind of like super, super random. But um, and uh, yeah, so they were there, and I made their meal, and uh, they were like, we're all in. So cool. yeah. I know that when um, <coughs> when everything shut down, of course. Nobody was employed anywhere, but when Station had reopened and they opened up Red Rock and they gave mm-hmm. they gave you the space over there, mm-hmm. and I know you were able to bring a lot of your staff over. Brought to everybody, Enterprise, everybody, uh, which was a great way for you to just keep your people working while Amazing. nobody knew what the future of this building was. Um, curious, how much of the original staff of this restaurant has returned here? Um, there's a couple, like I mean, there's 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 a lot of them that actually are there still. Um, there's some of them that are, uh, that are, that are actually here now, probably like five or six of them. Um, but we were lucky, man. I mean, we were obviously, you know, shut down March and April and then May. And then we were lucky because May was like the last month of, uh, the, the, the insurance that they offered. And, and then, then, then we got the phone call and they were like, Hey, we're not going to reopen here, but you know, you know we are going to reopen Red Rock, and we have a restaurant there that we would like you, 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 you to run. And I was like, hey man, we can move everyone over so they can like not lose anything. So uh, yeah, so, so we opened up, and uh, you know, so I would say I think we still probably have half of the 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 the, the, the original staff. You know, either still there or actually here. Cool. Um, you know, you mentioned that, that Las Vegas has gotten a lot of good Italian <coughs> restaurants and that this place may not be as yeah. unusual, that your restaurant may not be as far out in left field as it would have been a few years ago because yeah. the quality of Italian has improved so much in Las Vegas. But I, I, I feel like Las Vegas has seen two types of Italian that have gone higher end. Mm-hmm. We've seen Amalfi Coast Italian which people seem to love. Which is great. And then we've seen people elevating and respecting the red sauce joint, right? But okay. I don't think we've seen anything like what you're doing in here, really anywhere no. else. I don't know any restaurants in this town that provide yeah. the type of cuisine that you're providing here. I don't know. I mean, I kind of like, I mean, you know, Strega's doing really good stuff, I think. You know, Strega is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but, you know, I feel that almost feels more like that, that coastal trend a little bit, a little different than what you do here. It's not know, red sauce. I think that's no, no. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, the other, I meant the, the, the Amalfi. Amalfi. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's that. that's that's awesome. Also, I mean, I mean yeah. you know, he's doing really good over there. No, uh, yeah, catering to a whole good. different uh, customer. I would yeah, say. well, yeah. well, Caesar. Yeah, it's in. Caesars, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. Strip. Oh, Amalfi yeah. is yeah, in Caesars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Bobby's place in Caesars. Strega's near us. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. somewhere then. Yeah, yeah. Strega's Anthony, Anthony fantastic. Fusco, right? Anthony Fusco is in Amalfi, yes. Yeah. And Gina Marinelli exactly. is in Strega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I guess Strega's probably the closest, though, to, yeah. to what you're doing here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you excited about, do you feel that Italian food is being taken a little more seriously these days than it once was? I mean, it was always popular, I mean, you but know, I don't know if it was I've always respected. This, I've been at this for 25 years, <laughs> and every, like, third year, you know, you know, so, some, 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 
some asshole writer is like, <laughs> oh, you know, Italy food's out this year. And then, and then, okay, I got to go deal with that all year. And, listen, and, every, and then everyone starts calling me up like, what are you going to do? You know, like, I don't know. I'm just going to make food, I guess. And I then like a year later. How about the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> and then a year later, like, hey, you know what's hot this year? Italy. I'm like, oh, great. We're back. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> So at this point, you just don't give a shit what's in fashion. We just, we just, you know, you know, we just, you know, run fun, 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 fun restaurants. I mean, I'm more, you know, you know, focused now on like, you know, just, you know, having a, a really like well-run organization, making sure, 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 sure that everyone's happy. Um, you know, making sure that that everybody's making a little bit of money. You know, we're having fun. You know, I, you know, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in like the award. You know, the, you know, getting numb. I don't give a fucking rat's ass. <laughs> I just, you know, I'm, I'm like 55 years old, man. I've been at this a while. Like, no, like, we're writer or like i'm, I'm sorry. I'm no, not, that's I'm okay. Not My opinion doesn't mean no, shit. Like, that's fine. Reviews are gonna make us like super busy or like super slow. It's like the every, it's like just the work that we're doing every day. Yeah. That's what's going to make us, you know, and that's yeah. it, you know. And that is one of the good, you know, one of the good things about, um, and maybe one of the few positives about the fact that there aren't a handful of, you know, restaurant critics in each town who get yeah. to either anoint you or destroy you anymore. Those days are There's, over, yeah, man. Those well days gone. are over, you know. Yeah, when I opened up, yeah, you know. You know, you oh know, Rick. God. We used to wait for the Inquirer review or the New York review. And like, oh, am I going to get two stars or three? Or the, you know, yeah. and and yeah, and if you know, you got a really awesome review, you were like, it, your reservations went up immediately. Immediately, you know. But that stopped. Because nobody reads newspapers anymore. I mean, nobody nobody reads one source. You know, I mean, everybody has their own place where they get their information. It's usually a network of friends. There's a lot of things online, and that's how. Plus, also, when I opened up, there wasn't like I just opened. Oh my god! Like nobody knew me. Nobody knew the restaurant. There was no. There was no. You know. Online, there there wasn't any eater. There wasn't any this. Now, if a chef opens up a restaurant, you know when he when he or she wiped his ass last. Yeah, Yeah. you know, you know before they open. You know, you didn't know anything. I opened, and I did, you know, six reservations on a Monday night, and I did fifteen on a Wednesday night, and then Friday, Saturday, you know, I did thirty. 40 and I was able to make you know seven thousand dollars one week you know and I would just work and work and work and then we'd get you know 18 reservations on a Monday and we get and then you know and we would just work it you know and just we were there every night you know we were open and and you that's were, just how you, you build were self-taught, it. though, right? I mean, you didn't you, yeah. didn't, you didn't go to culinary school. You were, no. you graduated with a, with a degree in a, a, a business, right? Yeah, Bus- and from marketing Dra- and Drexel, finance. Right? Yeah, Drexel. exactly. Yeah, you went to Drexel. Yeah, holy smokes, marketing right? and finance. You know what? Yeah. And you just open up, and then you make a name for yourself, and that's the longevity of it all. Yeah, I mean, nothing yeah. you know, nothing works better than people who come in and have a great meal and tell other people about it. You know. Um, 
So I know you have your aperitivo hour. You want to tell yeah. people a little bit about that? I, you know, I've said it's I mean, a good way to kind of get to know this restaurant. Come yeah, in a little, little casually. A whole bunch of little things, little offerings, less expensive stuff. but just like fun things to, to sort of, you know, snack on, you know. It's just like, just like anywhere, a little, little, little happy hour, mm-hmm. little like starters. Uh, you know, that's always nice. But this, like the view is just, you know, and I can't listen to that. It's the best view in Las Vegas. I'll be honest I mean, with you. It, it I mean, really is. This is like, I, I mean, listen, I've, like, I've been lucky, and, and yes, I've worked hard, and yada, yada, but I will never, I will never, you know, f- fully, fully understand. Like, every t- time I'm here, I roll up in the elevator, I walk over there, and I look out here, and I'm like, what the fuck did I do (laughs) (laughs) to get this space? It's never going to sink in. You worked your ass off. I know, but you know what? A lot of people work their ass off and they don't get this. It's like, it's just, it's like still surreal. And for those who don't, who haven't been up here yet, first of all, we're a floor above Ghost Bar. Yeah. So we're, you know, everybody that thinks Ghost Bar is at the top of the palms, no. go up one one more flight. We are at the top of the And palms. this is basically a 180 degree view facing the La- Las Vegas Boulevard. Yeah. yeah. And it just takes in the entire valley. I like coming up for that aperitivo hour because that's just when the lights are, you know, it's starting to get dark. The lights are going yeah. on. It's beautiful to see yeah. the strip come alive. It really is. Um, the space is gorgeous. You have the cobblestones as you walk in. Um, Philadelphia cobblestones, by the way. Really? You imported Wait, the cobblestones uh-huh. from Philly? Nice. That was the whole thing. I wanted like a <laughs> Philadelphia street when you walk into the... It is gorgeous. Probably one of the most romantic restaurants, one of the best date night spots in yeah, town. I think so. By the way, the street is too smooth. You got to put a few potholes in there. <laughs> I should. You want right. to be okay. It's way too smooth. The ones that'll swallow your car. <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh, man. Um, you, I've, you, I've been in here when you've had live music in here. I've been in here when you've performed. Oh yeah, I which did play was a once. lot of fun. Um, <laughs> any plans to bring live music? I'm sure back we into? will. I don't know. You know, yeah, you know, we're just we're just getting like like everything's sort of, sort of rolling again right now. You know, we get lots of stuff, but uh, you know, we'll see. Well, Chef, yeah. I'm super excited to have you back. I really appreciate you taking some Thank time you so to talk much, with brother. me, man. Thanks so much. So, um, super honored. The news is next. This is Food and Lowly. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. It is time for the news, so let's get to it. It's not really our news, but I think it's a great story and worth your attention. If you ever wondered about all the Roberto's taco shops all over the valley, I direct your attention to NBCnews.com. There is a very long, detailed piece on the history of the chain, the family that started it, their story from... uh, Immigrants in the 40s, working crap jobs, saving enough money to buy two adjacent houses in suburban San Diego, mm. making tortillas for other restaurants, buying a couple of places, and then more. And then finally, when they got to number five, they changed the name to honor the patriarch, Roberto Roblito. 
And now it's the Empire all over uh, the southwestern United States. Mm. Cool fact, there are a ton of knockoffs. Alberto's, Philberto's, Juan Berto's. Mm-hmm. Kind of like the, uh, the different versions of Ray's Pizza in New York. But that was a war in the 80s, if you may remember. Everybody fighting over the trademark and all that. This, Roberto himself, before he died, encouraged all these knockoffs because almost everybody who started one came from the same village in Mexico as the Robledos, and yeah. most of them worked at Roberto's. Yeah. And some of them got franchises. Some of them, you know, like they had a freezer, and he didn't like the freezers. Or, or, and so he said, you can't use the Roberto's name. Okay, I'm now one Roberto's. <laughs> but he still liked that, too. So uh, NBCnews.com for a great story on... on uh, the taco shop, if we don't love it, we end up there anyway. Yeah, I was going to say, Roberto. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Because when you're stoned, they're open. Yeah. I mean, it's well, like the white castle get, of Mexican Wait for your car food. to get washed. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There. <laughs> you, don't end, you don't go to Roberto's. You yeah, end, end up, up at Roberto's. Roberto's. That's right. Exactly. It's, it, yeah. How did I end up here? How did I get here? <laughs> you don't know how you got there, but it sops up the booze. So that's cool. Happy time. Um, a few a few notes. Olives by Todd English has a new happy hour menu. It's Wednesdays through Sunday, 5 to 7 p.m. They've got eight small... Uh, everything on this menu is $10 or less, which is pretty much a rarity in this town. Wow, yeah, yeah. Full of things. Pretty so there cool. are eight small bites on that list, 10 specialty cocktails and martinis, as well as seven well drinks, six beers, four wines by the glass, all 10 bucks or less. So go check mm-hmm. that out. And it's also a good excuse to get over and rediscover Olives by Todd English, because a lot of people I know have not been there since it's reopened at Virgin Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I told you a bit about the old fall at the terrace pop-up at Green Valley Ranch yeah. weeks ago when I went over there. Well, that's been converted because fall's over, and now they're doing, well, I don't know about technically. What, Mid-December. Yeah, but real, yeah, yeah. for us, for our away. temperature, basically, yeah. you know, once Halloween weekend, then we get cold, and we call it winter here oh, yeah, in Las yeah. Vegas. That's pretty much it. 51 degrees. Ooh. Yeah, so <laughs> it's cold now. So um, it is now winter at the terrace. Um, lots of music, twinkling lights, photo ops, all that shit. You can get yourself a private igloo, which look pretty cool. There are fire pits. <laughs> um, there's holiday-themed appetizers and cocktails. You can do s'mores, make your own s'mores, I guess, over those fire pits, which seems pretty cool. They've got a hot chocolate cart. You can go in there. Oh, and if you want to reserve an igloo, you don't need a reservation to go to the, the pop-up, but if you want an igloo, you're going to want to reserve it. It's two hours. They start at $100 minimum. These igloos are made out of ice? No, no. they're just made out of plastic. They look like plastic. They're just clear yeah. shit, and you feel like you're in an igloo. That's bullshit. But you're a little warm. You're <laughs> you want to be in a real fucking igloo? Well, why not? With the shit melting on you? Las Vegas. Why not, man? Well, you know, you have to have, I mean, you'd have, to have an environment the, that controls it. You know, you got minus go five. To, go to the... You know, you can, you can, you can do anything. Yeah. Hey, you, did you work at... Did you, Was RM was, still there when minus five melted yeah. that time? No. Yeah, it was, I think. <laughs> like it, it just one. Remember yeah. when that happened yeah, over yeah, Mandalay yeah, Bay? Yeah. Minus five just completely melted and everything got flooded that was anywhere oh, close God. to it. Yeah, the place downstairs. Oh. Was like, yeah, so water. no, these igloos, I think, are not right. in danger of flooding the place. Gotcha. It's out um, off of the hotel lobby, by the way, at Green yeah. Valley Ranch. I thought it seemed pretty cool. It's I, Sunday through Thursday, 4 to 9 p.m., Friday and Saturday to open until 11. I never got the kid memo, I guess. I've never been able to abide s'mores. I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, I like making them and handing them to somebody else. That's okay. Do, you know? Yeah, they're not at the top of my list, but they're fun. Again, nostalgia factor, I hey, think, plays I in never for a lot that. of people. I guess you know? we never made them. We got them on the menu at Carve. It's American, Carve American Grill in Houston, Austin, Texas. You know what? Our and little... they sell like crazy. 
Oh, like crazy, yeah. everybody. It's it's nostalgia. It's all it is. Yeah. Our, our family's version of uh, version of s'mores, salmon cheeks, because my father would bring home the salmon from the oh, coast of the Columbia River and nice. pull those out, and we'd put those on the grill first and have our little snacks, and then put the fillets on the Just, hibachi. You didn't put any marshmallows or chocolate no, no, on the I, salmon no, cheeks, no, did you? No, okay, nothing. Because butter, he's talking, lemon. He's talking nostalgia. I know. I was just yeah. worried for a second. <laughs> no, it's a, a valid question. Yeah, yeah. very. <laughs> if, you put, if, you put, if you put marshmallows on them, then we, oh, like, yeah. that's, yeah. there's something be, wrong we, with we, this we guy. We not be friends anymore. <laughs> uh, the National Finals Rodeo is coming to town December 3rd. This weekend, it's here, yeah. basically, if you're listening to this, through the 12th of December. And local bars and restaurants are rolling out some specials, so let's just um, hit you. You know, I, I can't do NFR because my hair doesn't fit in a cowboy hat. That's the main reason, you know? You can have a customized. I would need a 25-gallon <laughs> hat. <laughs> they can make crotchless panties. They can get a hat to fill head. Come on. Oh, God. I, I would can't need, see that now. Oh, there you go. Oh. <laughs> I, I could wear crotchless panties on my head. That's fine. But I don't now. think that would really go over well at the rodeo. I don't know. I understand that different, it's a, a whole different kind of rodeo. Much more enlightened country in Western world these yes, days. Right. But I don't know if with me with crotchless you, panties. You want them my, to quit you. You got a, you got a. Pan yeah, that would be some head. really broke. Some that would be one really broke fucking mountain. <laughs> anyway, if you want to celebrate NFR, Cabo Wabo's got buckets of beer. That's five in a bucket for twenty three bucks, and Crown Royal vanilla shots for five dollars. By the way, when the fuck did Crown Royal become the official? booze of NFR. I mean, it seems yeah. like it was maybe five or six years ago that it went from being all Jack Daniels to all Crown Royal. Uh, and Frank, I don't know. Frankie Marino did it. Yeah. That's yeah. A, <laughs> but how, I mean, does it even make sense? Crown Royal is not vanilla. Scottish, right? And it's Canadian. No, it's Canadian. Canadian? Okay. Canadian. There's Canadian? a real Calgary okay. Stampede, the biggest rodeo in the world. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. I guess I didn't realize it. I don't drink Crown Royal. And again, the answer to it, all your questions is money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. I guess they have rodeos in Canada, so that makes ah. sense. I was just not getting it. I was thinking the Crown. I was yeah. thinking England. You know, it's it just it. didn't seem as as oh, Jack Daniels. Yeah, yeah. You know uh, what you I mean? Got, like you got Seagram Seven. You got Crown Royal. I never drank Canadian whiskey. Like I've never, it's, it's, never it's drank. Nice. It's blended. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. Like for sipping. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, I drink Japanese no, whiskey. You know, little, I, drink... I like a little water or soda in it. You know, like Crown and soda is good. Yeah, yeah. I drink that. No, oh, no problem. Crown and seven. Yeah, Crown and Coke. Oh, there you go. Kind of like a dick. I've never really drank Canadian whiskey. So the in old my life. school version of vodka and Red Bull would be Crown and Coke. It's not a go-to for me. It's not you know because it's just. But I, I've a good buddy of mine would drink it. And I'd say I'll have what he's having. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, my it's apologies to an end people at Crown Royal. I'm an idiot, and everyone else is smarter than me. So send us a box of that, please. Um, the Palms is doing NFR viewings throughout the property. Uh, Mabel's Barbecue is offering 25% off of people's tabs during their the um, NFR events. Serrano Visto Cafe has a special Cowboy Week menu. And several bars, including Unknown, Ghost Bar, and Tonic Sports Bar, are offering half-price Crown Royal. And Crown Royal Regal Apple Shots and Highballs. And finally, Carver Steak's not doing Crown Royal. They are doing <laughs> Maker's Mark's products. Bravo. I'm, I salute them. I think more cowboys should drink Maker's Mark than Crown Royal. Um, they also have a Rodeo World menu, Old Timer Chili. So I'd like to see what some Carver Steak Chili tastes like. I bet it'd like. be great. Ooh. I would think it would be pretty damn good. They got a 32-ounce porterhouse on that menu and then something called a Cowboy Hat Dessert. 
So that's about it that I have for now for my NFR specials. Also, repeal day, the most happiest day of the year yeah. is December 5th, my own <laughs> birthday, uh, the day that Prohibition was repealed. The Mob Museum celebrating it a day early this week. So this Sunday, um, December 4th, there's a party from 8 to 11, opens at 7 for VIPs. Tickets started at 115 bucks, which includes two drink tickets and light bites. Dress in your finest flapper pinstripe or 1920s inspired attire. Or don't. I don't think they'll kick you out if you don't. And you can foxtrot the evening away to live music by the Dixie Flats. And that's about it for this week. Big thanks to the chef Mark Vetri for having us up to his restaurant and sharing his stories. Tell a friend about Food and Loathing, which is available everywhere you listen to podcasts and hopefully where your friends listen to podcasts. Spread the word on social media. Just search for Food and Loathing. And if you have a question or comment, reach us direct email, info at foodandloathing.vegas. And if you haven't done it yet, download the Neon Feast app. I tell everybody I bump in to do it. It's really easy. And all you got to do, it, and, and use it. <laughs> you know, use it yeah. too. Yes, no, don't just download me, Where it. do I go eat? I say, hey, you know what, go get the Neon Feast app and use it to find your next dining destination. You know, because it's, it's legit. It's done by people yeah. that know about food. It's not all the bullshitters, you know? And we're just about to add a whole batch of new restaurants. There's no restaurant in the Palms on it yet, but that's only because they weren't open when we started it, and I got yeah. a little behind in the updates. Oh. But you're going to see a few of them popping up really soon. Whatever you need, whatever you want, you'll find it on Neon Feast app and neonfeast.com. And if you can't get enough of me on this podcast, there's no reason to worry. I'm always somewhere talking food in some venue. For example, you can see me every other Wednesday. Actually, it's been three Wednesdays in a row, but I think we're going back to every other Wednesday at the CW Las Vegas, approximately 8.10 or 8.15 a.m. And the oldest broadcast medium there is, radio, is where you can find Al as well. The Neon Feast update at The Vibe, 99.7 in Vegas, 98.1 in the high desert, 98.9 in the river, and every Thursday morning on AM, the way God intended radio to be, 810 AM, the club, 670 AM, KMZQ. With Rich Johnson and Rick Moonen, I'm Al Mancini. Stay hungry. Stay hungry.